We need each other. That's facts. I need, I need a, my sisters. I need my brothers out here. A coward dies a thousand deaths, and for all the bootlickers, may you die a thousand and one. The place for the realest conversations. Tori, you want all the action? Or you want all the smoke? Oh, this <laughs> I'm with all that smoke too, man. I didn't see Ron Johnson. He trash. Chisholm is trash. How the hell are you here to help us and your kids are dying in the street? I understand that this is Milwaukee and everyone believes that if someone says something, it's mentioned. It's not. I don't care if it's the past. If you see the past or acting right, you check that fool. Where's the results? Talking topics that need to be highlighted and discussed in our communities. Would you trade places with a black person? Yeah, sure. No, I would not. <laughs> Have you ever said the N word? Come on, be the truth. We on the truth. <laughs> Unfiltered and unfazed. This is the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. The reason I believe the racism is getting worse is because whites know that they will be outnumbered in about 20, 21 years. Mm. They're going to be outnumbered. Hey, Tory, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm actually from India. We brown people can totally relate with you. Sometimes it's like, did that just happen to me? We have to not let the government mind efforts either. That cop ain't never been brought to the public because he ain't normal and he may not even exist no more. Say no more. Release the video. You know, you keep on doing what you're doing, man. You're going to take over this talk radio, man. Just keep on focusing on what you're focusing on. I wish you a lot of love. God bless you, brother. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Tori Lowe. Wendy boy, go crazy. Justice Wisconsin, the truth. The most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM. The movement continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee, stand yeah. up. Yeah, stand it's Tory Low, the truth Lowe. from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Let's go, let's go. We want that justice. Hey. We want all hey. the smoke hey. from Monday through hey. Friday. Time hey. to bring the city hope. Yeah. Tory Low from Tory one to four, Monday through Friday. Let's, let's go. go. We about that action from the block, and we ready. Let's, let's go. go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready. Y'all ready? We ready. Y'all ready? One on one, seven, the truth. Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show, live from American Family Insurance Studio downtown at the Avenue, and I'm here for the action. And nothing but that action. And I want all the smoke. Who wants to smoke today? Salute to my brothers and sisters on the front lines. The movement continues. The marathon continues. Hey, how you doing, DJ Brother Z? As Ben Jamming would say, amazing. Chilling Tory Low. How y'all doing out there in Radio Land? Truth Nation, thank you for joining me this Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. And, you know, once again, it's a lot of things that's going on. Hey, uh, I, I we did not elaborate on Trump's recent CPAC speech. But um, I want I want uh, when we get in the two o'clock hour in the next hour, I want to I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this speech because to me, it just is setting up the 2024 elections. And I'm, I'm not certain if Biden is going to be able to stand up to a lot of the. You know, to what's happening with Trump and all of these uh you know, different topics. I think I think a lot of things that, uh, you know, the tough discussions when it comes to COVID and things like that, you know, I don't want to see a Biden and Trump 
2024, but I think that that's probably what we're looking at. I don't know. I mean, I just did not want to see a Biden and Trump 2024. I mean, I wanted to see some fresh blood, but this is where we had in America. This is where we at. I did not. I was hoping that we can get some, some young enthusiastic politicians in there, but um, I don't see that happening because right now Trump is leading all the polls for the Republicans and uh, I don't see uh, anybody really challenging Trump outside of Biden. I don't. Uh, Man, I mean, I did not want to see this, but I guess we fit to go, it's fit to go uh, into play um, Trump and Biden. You think it's Trump and Biden? I mean, it looks like Trump and Biden in 2024, Brother Z. And uh, I think we all, like, I guess we about to go down this rabbit hole again. And Damn. Uh, uh, oh, we. It just, man. I mean, when you look at America right now and so many things going on and uh, we can't find nobody else to take these spots. And then, um, and then the Republicans, uh, the voters over there, or however they calculate the percentages, I guess Trump is 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 overpowering. Uh, DeSantis uh, at the CPAC conference, he only got like twenty percent, twenty percent. Trump got sixty two percent, and the other two got one got three percent. I think one got five percent. But what I'm saying is, here we go, another. I mean, Trump Biden. Hosh posh. Mm-mm. But what I really want to talk about to start the hour off is you ever wonder, you know, why people break up couples uh, once somebody becomes successful? You know, once somebody makes it into a, a better space, uh, they seem like the couple can't make that transition into the better space. But when they was getting it out the mud, they was working together. They stayed together. They, you know, went through the hardships. But then when they get to the success part, many times I see people split. And I was, I was, I was talking to Kyle before we came in here, and I was like, you know, I used to, I used to be like, why did did this man become successful or this woman become successful, and they couldn't carry that partner into the success. And, you know, I, I started realizing that sometimes when we are with somebody uh, through their worst times, we, we, we hold a lot of their mistakes against them. Like a, a lot of things that they do, you know, a lot of things, the mistakes that they made, I think that people expect people to be perfect or that, that, you know, to have it all together. And I think that when we meet people, we're still growing. I think we still are, you know, trying to figure it out. And I think that once we figure it out, many times what happened in the in the in the in the path of trying to figure it all out, a lot of people have a lot of resentment. So going into the success, uh, you meet people that that don't know you going through the struggle, and then they have this new outlook at you. They look at you like you know they're successful, and then I think that they want to be admired at that point. I think more a lot of people just want to be admired. Uh, for the success, and then you go back with that person that came up with you, and 
especially in a relationship, and they still hold certain things against you, climbing that ladder to success or maybe, uh, you know, there's no emotional connection or, uh, you know, it was infidelity or maybe, you know, uh, was a controlling factor or a toxic abuse behavior going on. And I think that when they get into that successful space, they don't want all of that drama. You know, that drama is no good for them no more. And I think that it's, it's very hard for people to really transition from uh, coming out of that space where you had to struggle to get it into the successful space because now there's so many broken pieces to the relationship. And, and, and the thing is, I feel that people forget that the person you meet, they're still growing. And you got to allow them the room to grow. And, and, you know, when I was younger, you know, I, you know, I was told that uh, women was made of sugar and spice and everything nice, you know, and, and the boys is made of uh, puppy dog tails and all like, you know, that, that song. And, and then you get into relationships and you realize that people are still trying to figure it out. They are still trying to figure it out. And I think that the most powerful is the most powerful thing that I learned is that you got to let a person grow. You can't stunt their growth. You can't. I mean, how do you know this person is is the next is the next greatest thing? You know, how do you know if you're stunting their growth? If your if your energy is blocking them from being successful? And I think that we got to treat each other like plants, growing, still growing. And we got to we got to add water, sunshine. You know, uh, good soil a good foundation. And I think that when we start looking at dealing with each other in that space, that's when we get better outcomes. But I think that many times we believe that this person should know better. Like I, I, when I was 20, the things I, I knew when I was 20 in my twenties and thirties, now I'm in my forties. It's totally different. It's totally different. And, and I had to grow into these things over time. Now, now I wouldn't choose the same person at 40s in my 40s that I chose in my 20s. You know, or when I was in high school and you know at that time, you know, it was it was innocent, you know, everybody was still trying to figure it out and now you're supposed to know better. And when you get a certain age or when you start uh understanding how life works, at this point I wouldn't make the same decisions or make the same choices that I made in the past because now I'm starting to hit my peak understanding of life, of career, you know, of things that I feel like I need to be probably trying to do. And a lot of people have been fed this Disneyland type relationship idea, like, you know, Cinderella. Like they, they want they you know, these women think that they, they got to go to the ball and lose the glass slipper. And then, Prince Charming is going to get the glass slipper and try to find her. You know, I think that you have to have a different mentality when it comes to relationships. And I think that even now more so than ever, I was talking to uh, one of my uh, friends and we was talking about uh, how now in 2023 that you got to have a discussion now when you talk to somebody. You can't just assume that they believe the same way that you believe. I mean, it's 2023, and they saying there's 101 genders out here, uh, DJ Brother Z. 
They they telling me that it's 101 genders out here. So I'm saying maybe when you deal with people, you got to kind of have like you kind of got to go over the the ground rules. I think that I think a lot of y'all just assume that the person may have been trained a certain way or think a certain way. And you don't find that out until you get mad and upset at some of their behaviors. And to me, I think that it's time to regroup, rethink, and reshape, especially now. Especially now. I, I, when, when grandma and granddaddy was coming up, my grandma was in church. My grandma was the mother of the church. So she had the rules. She had certain ground rules that, that you know, she was the mother of the church. Uh, granddaddy, you know, he he had certain rules, but then, and they, they got along. But now you don't know. I don't see a lot of people... Uh, using church right now as a foundation like how when I was coming up. I see people just hooking up after the club. DJ Brothers, how many people hook up after the club? Did you, when you uh you know when you out DJing, I mean people don't what kind what is the rules if you hook up with somebody at the club? What how how do you uh how do you uh stay together? Like in the long term? Yeah in the long I mean, term. Is nah, that, that's a hookup. That's a one and done. <laughs> right. Like, that, you're not, yeah. You ain't supposed to keep that around. Fun yeah, I mean, play. You should, first of all, you shouldn't be hooking up with people from the club. I, I'm so, just saying, just, but every, I mean, you know, social events, people gathering, having fun, having getting out here, having fun. A lot of people don't even know these people real yeah, name. One night stand, right? Okay, so so you know, so you saying that if you out in the club and you meet somebody, that's automatically a one night stand. You already know it's what it is. I mean, don't expect anything serious out right. of it. Okay, yeah. Okay, so where do you go? To meet serious people, because it used to be the church. Like when I was coming up, you met a nice girl at church, and you know y'all y'all went to Sunday school, and y'all you know kind of had a little a structure, and boom, y'all was together. You know from that philosophy. Now you meet people, especially this generation. Do you? How do you gauge that you want to be with this person? Where Where do you meet all the good people at? Is it on? Is on a dating app? Is on Instagram? Where 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 do you find long term relationships right now, DJ Brother Z? I think either friends friends or school. Okay, so so like if you go to school and you meet somebody at school, that's a that's a nice place to meet. Yeah, or like your uh, high school friend. What's what's happening, Kyle? Where's 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 the best way to find love for for yeah long yeah term? like long term love? Where where are we finding long term love at? Like where 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 do you say okay if you meet this girl in this space? You got to keep this chick. You got to keep her. So uh, I've been around the block a little bit, Tori Lowe, <laughs> and I've tried some different things. And, you know, I ain't going to lie. You know, people, you know, these dating apps, people give them a bad name, but I have found quality women through the dating app. On the dating app. I found, listen, listen, the great thing about the dating apps is that you can swipe right and you can get a plethora of people that you get to choose right. from. Right, that kind of fit the, the, the narrative. What, yeah, exactly what you're looking for. Right. And then you can talk to them and then you can take them on dates. And so, I mean, if you got 50 women to choose from and only three are quality, you still doing well. Mm. That's that's good in life. So and, 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 and so are people really on the dating apps, is that a serious thing where they you can actually meet the person and actually have a long-lasting I, relationship 
From the dating app? I have, yes. People do do that. They have wow. that. Now, there's different ones. Hinge is the one for love. So I, I was never on Hinge because I was right. never looking for love. But, you know, Bumble, you know, is the one where you can find a quality woman. Tinder, if you're looking for a good night. And, you know, and so, it's a fun time. So, yeah, no. But, no, I, I definitely think you can find them on dating apps. Swipe left. <laughs> Swipe to the left. <laughs> I don't have them. And so, so Brother Z over here, I, I haven't been on them in a while. So I, I haven't seen them in a while. And I'm kind of. <laughs> Getting the itch, story. Hey, uh, <laughs> there's some swipe rights I'm missing out on, Tori. Okay, but well, what I'm saying is, okay, so I mean, so now uh, people are finding uh, love online. Then that's find the bar. Love the bar is online. Scene, you can find you can find love in a bar scene as well. So yeah, that's what I uh, say. Okay, love so okay, so if you meet a girl at the, like I, we was talking about at the club, like genuinely, if you meet somebody at the club, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's a little different environment. I don't Fun know. to play with, not to stay with. Yeah, yeah. But then if you you said a bar now, a bar is like a little it side de- it depends it depends on the type of bar environment. It's not a party. It's not yeah. a party atmosphere. It's like where people go to relieve stress. You can it's find a little dive bar, happy hour. Like for instance, if you were to go to the bar here at the Avenue that we right. have here in the Third Street Market Hall, you go at five o'clock after work, maybe a Friday or a Thursday. There may be other people who are just getting off of work who are looking to go to the happy hour, looking mm-hmm. to enjoy themselves. That are professional individuals that you may actually find somebody. Right. Okay. Hey, look, I'm just trying to figure it out because I'm wondering where are people finding long lasting relationships? Look at the look at the two o'clock hour. I want to I want to hear Truth Nation. Where are you finding quality relationships? Is it online? Is it at the bar? Is it at the maybe still at the church gathering? Maybe y'all finding the brothers and sisters that's still up in the church. We're going to talk about it at the top of the second hour. But when we come back, it's a couple things we got to discuss that's going around the horn. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. And that's Tory Lowe bringing you all the action and all the smoke. It's the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Having the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low show. DJ Brother Z on the one and twos. Look, we're gonna sw- swing over to Greenfield, Wisconsin, where police issued a pair of citations for a Waukesha County Sheriff that dog had a- brutally attacked some movers. Now, this dog belonged to none other than Joseph Mensa, and y'all already know the story about Joseph Mensa. Uh, Jay Anderson, he had killed Jay Anderson uh, while he was sleeping in the park. Uh, a, a, a couple other people had uh, died at his hands in 2020. A lot of people ran over to his house and uh, felt like he was a murderous police and they beat him up. I guess he got beat up at his house <laughs> by the protesters. But let's listen to see what's going on now with Joseph Mensah. 
And that he's dog gone. owner is Waukesha County Sheriff's Detective Joseph Mensa. This attack happened Thursday in Mensa's Greenfield home while he was away from the property. According to police, movers were at Mensa's home and there were three dogs inside, all in crates, according to a police report. But somehow one of the dogs managed to get out of its crate. Here's what happened next, according to a witness. We already ran out. Once we heard him, we all booked out the house. But she was in a basement and didn't okay. hear us. The dog broke out. Everybody shattered. She was in a basement. And we was like, holy f She walked up. The dog got her. That dog eventually let the woman go. This is her on the back of a truck. Her co-workers pulled her into that truck and only opened it when police arrived at the scene. By the time police got there, the dog had already let the woman go. As we mentioned, she was unable to speak to police in this moment right here. But the police report notes medics believe the dog bit her at least 10 times. These are some of the images we are able to show you. The rest of them are just too graphic for television. At some point, Mensa comes home to see police and medics outside his house. So, I just can't let them out. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea you guys were coming. I had no idea what happened. I knew nothing happened. I literally just got So it's the, I'm guessing you haven't had an incident with him at all. It's been nine months old. Newer dog. How long have you had him? Uh, since he was about eight weeks old. Okay. Well, I mean, she's pretty bit up. Like, yeah, I don't know if you... But, like, she's got some pretty big lacerations, and obviously with all the blood on your dog, too. Hey, he trained them dogs to kill. Hey, look, I'm telling you, hey, Joseph Mensa got that killer killer mentality, you know, and uh, he got in some issues. Uh, like I said, uh, when he was a Wauwatosa police officer, he killed three people in the line of duty. Uh, he had like three killings in a five year span. Uh, the district attorney, D.A. John Chisholm, declined to file charges, criminal charges in any of the shootings. And uh, this to me shows that, you know. Maybe he's traumatized from when they went over to his house back in 2020 and uh, they beat him up at his house. And now he got these dogs just sitting around. So y'all better be y'all. Y'all ain't going to do it again. I mean, he got them dogs over there and uh, they they may they may have to put this one down because this girl is mutilated. You know, these dogs mutilated this girl. So um, once again, uh, Joseph Mensa is back in the news again for something negative. And I think that he got some citations as well. And, uh, hey, look, prayers go out to the young uh, woman that was attacked by these dogs. And uh, once again, you all know that they're going to slap them on the wrist like they always do. And I think that maybe maybe this dog may get something may happen to this pit bull. They may take it. It sounds like they're they're trying to put this pit bull down. But like I said, it's Joseph Mensa. Maybe maybe feeding the dog lead, you know, <laughs> you know. Hey, the dog ready, you know, ready for some of y'all protesters that ran up on him in 2020. Bruh. <laughs> I was just saying. But uh, it is what it is. Hey, look, also, it's a story that's coming out of Mexico that I wanted to bring up. I'll probably talk about that at the top of the hour. But when we come back, we had a pop culture report. Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Low. It's the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, what's poppin'? It's time to tap into Melanie Ricks for the pop culture report on the Tory Low Show on the new 1017 The Truth.
101. Saving the truth, Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show. Pop Culture Report brought to you by Melanie Ricks, who will be joining me shortly. But uh, I guess I want to talk about John Morant. He's being investigated by the Colorado police. And uh, for those who uh, don't know who John Moran is, he's the Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies point guard, John Morant. He's being investigated by the Colorado police, and he flashed a gun on Instagram, which is probably not smart after he was just in a situation where his mother called him to the mall because she was being harassed at the mall. So something happened at the mall with a situation with his mom. And then he gets on Instagram and flashes a gun and I, and he's suspended from the league indefinitely right now, which, which means we don't, there's no certain time that they're going to have him back. How you doing, Melanie Riggs? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Um, yeah, this John Morant situation is, is sticky. Um, I'm disappointed in him. I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, Talk about not being able to leave the past in the past. There's so much there. And obviously, you and I, we don't know all of the details. Right. But I've read a lot about this since mm-hmm. it happened. And I'm going to tell you this much. There were there were warning signs about all of this. He, unfortunately, chose to keep some pretty bad company. I don't know if you had heard this, but there was recently an altercation uh, between some people from his his clique, if you will, his group, um, and one of his really good friends got banned from FedEx Arena wow. because of an altercation that his homies had with members of the Pacers team, actually, wow. of the Indiana Pacers. They got into it with some personnel from the Pacers. I don't know full details, but it was bad enough that one of his friends, his day ones, got banned for life. From FedEx Forum, which is where the Grizzlies play in Memphis. And I had heard other stories prior. Um, people have been talking about his may or may not have some ties to certain gangs. I heard that Skip Bailiff was yep. saying that. Oh, he went after him. He may have been tied to the Crips. The Crips specifically, yep. Right. And um, and then his dad. A lot of people are saying that his dad is uh, not taking the father figure role as seriously as he should, and he's almost viewing Jaws like his homie, his friend. Right. And people are coming down on him as well for not being that in, that positive influence and reminding Jaws. I mean, he's at this. He's always courtside, and 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 then I think something happened with Shannon Sharp or something like that. Oh yeah, T with T and with Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Right. We talked about that. So so what I'm saying is is this and T by the way T Moran is his father. Right. But T so, Moran got into it with Shannon Sharp courtside. Right. So what I'm saying is. Is this something that is going on that is now just coming to light? Yes. Because if this is all going on, then it makes sense why him and Shannon Sharp got into it. I'm going to tell you right now, people in Josh's circle, people who know him in Memphis are not surprised about this stuff. I'm just going to mm. put that out there. And I'm so disappointed in him because he he's a once in a generation kind of dude. Right. He actually, fun fact for y'all, um, and uh, I don't know the full, full story. I just remember hearing about it when he was drafted. Do you know that him ending up in the NBA was actually by chance? There was a a scouting coach who saw him shooting 
and scouted him to go and play, you know, in in college. But Ja's basketball career could have, in, in theory, should have ended at high school. Or maybe he would have gone on to, like, JUCO. Right. But, like, he wasn't being scouted that way. But a, a scouter happened to see him on an off day and said, I need him to come and play for me. And then, obviously, Ja went off in the tourney specifically and then ended up, I believe he was the second overall pick. Well, I'll say this. Was he pushed through school? Yeah. I mean, it was a... Did he have the grades? Was you know how athletes they got? And that's be what I'm saying athletes. to you. He wasn't being. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're good enough, grades aren't as much. Of a I'm factor. just saying you know that. You know I, that. I mean, but I, I, I do know that. But what I'm saying is, I thought that they were like, hey, you know, if we give these people these scholarships, we'll make sure they have a good education. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I feel like the way that jo- like to me, the universe has handed certain things to him, mm-hmm. and I'm not even saying he didn't work for it. I don't mean it in that way. I'm saying they've handed him a way out. And he hasn't taken it. He still has his foot in the door of whatever gang banging stuff is going on in his backyard. And what's really troubling is the 17 year old um, that now is alleging that he flashed a gun at him. That happened in Jaws' own backyard. Why are you flashing guns at people at your own house? And why are you flashing guns at kids who you invite to play a pickup game in your backyard? That don't even make sense to me. I mean, is he going through some type of. Mental stress or paranoia. And it is, could be that. Is it, is it somebody maybe threatening him or maybe he has to be on guard due to the lifestyle that uh, him and some of his friends are taking? Some of the chances. Yeah. And the aggressive nature. Yeah. He feels that he needs a, a gun. I just wish that he had friends similar to LeBron's where, mm-hmm. you know, they're all trying to escape that. Right. But the thing about LeBron, I don't know. I don't think he was ever even in that. You feel no, me? No, he wasn't. And I think that from what I've read, Ja's been about that life for some years, but it was pretty hidden. It was pretty undercover, mm-hmm. if you will, which most are. You ain't, you know, you aren't too flashy about that typically, unless that's all you about. And Ja, you know, basketball has obviously been a huge forefront of his life. And for me, I'm just like, look at how far you've made it. Look at what you've become. It's incredible. Your dad is sitting courtside at all your NBA games. Your dad is watching, like. And we've talked about T. Morant. Like, he is living out a lot of father's dreams. Who wouldn't dream of sitting courtside watching their kids shine right. in the NBA? On the highest level. On the highest level. And you're fumbling it for what? What does this do to the Memphis Grizzlies as a team? Does this, Oh, my. They say they play well without him. They do. They actually play better low-key without they him. They say they play well without him. But, I mean, what does this do to the team? What does this do to the team? The team morale is... Uh, his contracts. Nike, I, Nike already said they was going to stand behind him. I think that Nike will stand behind him until they are forced to do otherwise. Right. You know what I mean? Um, something, though, that I did find very interesting. Um, I haven't read too much into it quite yet. But something that somebody said to me earlier today actually was it's interesting how these conglomerates are standing behind a black man perpetuating a black stereotype, yet they don't stand behind a black man voicing his opinion on right. another cultural group, i.e. Kyrie. Right. And his, you know, what he expressed, um, which I don't even know, I don't even know what to call what well, Kyrie did. Well, he just did. shared, he I don't just know shared a, yeah. a, a, a documentary. Right. Which was, I don't even think he even said anything. He didn't, but it was the fact that he shared it. So that's why I'm saying I don't even know what to call what Kyrie did, to be honest with you. I still don't know what to call it. 
speed of the way, that was that's a very that is interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Because Ja is, he is, he's perpetuating a stereotype, yes, which is, is that all young black men have some affiliation, even if they are not a member of, have an affiliation with some sort of gang, right. have some type of mob tie, if you will, um, that they all carry on, you know, a pistol or something. And on I them. was trying to talk about this. Why do some people feel like they have to, that they owe the streets something, that they want that love from the streets because the streets don't love nobody. And the streets didn't give you your NBA career, right. job. God gave you that talent that brought you to this and, place. And the road to get to the NBA, you're practicing, you're playing every day. I mean, and where, I'm like, how do you, where do you find the this? time for this? Right. He and, don't. He doesn't and have And I think time. that right now when we see these things in real time, it's almost shocking that in 2023 that he didn't have – he doesn't have people, better people around him. Like, we've already seen this with Iverson, with the uh, – uh, uh, the the quarterback from Atlanta Falcons um, mm-hmm. that had the dog issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Michael Vick. Yeah. And we've seen these type of behaviors. You would think that more gates will be up, more people will be available to surround some of these players and give them some, some type of advice on how to handle uh, just being cast from no money to millions. Well, and the thing is, how much do they know? Because the head coach of the Grizzlies is Taylor Jenkins. Right. He used to he was an assistant coach to Bud for a few years, mm-hmm. so we know him fairly well in Milwaukee. I'm a t- I he probably I mean, was blindsided. You don't think the, the scouting report had any of this on the scouting report. Like, don't they do like an assessment? They do. Bef- but when like, you get to that, I mean, they prod you first of all. When you, you even before you make it to the NBA, they they prod you. You know, you're not just going to go into the NBA. You know, they, they, you know, medical, they look at your psychological. They they have these uh, analytics on players. But then I guess, you know, you can't, I guess you can't tell uh, what they're going to do once they get into the league. The timeline of it all is very confusing to me too as well, Tori, because so the altercation between him and the 17-year-old, if I'm not mistaken, was last August. Right. But it only just came to light now because I think he only just filed a lawsuit for whatever reason. I don't know why he waited. And it doesn't and, matter. And something happened with his mother that he, uh, they were talking about that he, something, his mother, he was called to the mall or somewhere where his mm-hmm. mother was and ain't no telling what happened with that situation. So it's, it's these things and then he flashes the gun on IG Live and I'm, that's what really confused me. And it me. was some chicks in the back. It was in. It, it was at a strip was, club. This was at a strip club. Strip club. So right. this is after. This is in Denver, and that's why Colorado police is investigating. Right. But I'm like, why? Why on your own IG live? Like, why are you incriminating yourself? It doesn't make any sense. But that just goes to show you where he's at mentally. He's he's very immature right now. Right. You know. Um. And what I was gonna say to you too, though, I understand they have the scouting reports. I know that they. I mean, they they comb it with the fine right. tooth comb. I know that. But like, my thing is. I could see them also pushing this away. Because, mm. I mean, how many players are there in the NBA, Tori? You mean to tell me that not one of them has an affiliation with something Well, I, like I think that, you know, when I say that they scouted these people out, you would think that they would have the people there to say, okay, this is something we got to work on with this person. And they probably do know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they knew that this was a possible. You know what I mean? Like, people are very smart, you know? Like, yeah. they know what they're doing. Um, and I, mean, I, I hope it's not the and, case. And, and, and I'll tell you this. Even uh, Paul Pierce late in his career got some flack because he posted a situation where he was at his house and it was it was some stuff going on and he posted a video of him being uh, in a situation that may have been charged with strippers and things like that. And oh, that. This, yeah, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, then he got 
fired from ESPN from that. Yeah. So you you see this behavior and. When this happens, you see that it's going to be a backlash. You would think that these players would be like, okay, I'm going to avoid that because that's going to mess up my money. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. All I can think is there had to have been alcohol involved. Like, there had to have been a reason where he was taken out of his right mind. Right. Maybe it's a cry for help. And that's what it's giving. It's definitely giving cry for help. So I think that there's going to be a a redemption song that, you know, arises from all of this Mm because this can't be the end of his career. It just can't be. He's too young, too promising. There's so much potential there, and he has so much to lose. You know what I mean? I mean, at this point, I just want to – I just hope he gets the help he needs. Mm -hmm. And I think that this may be the moment where he can – it was a cry for help. Yeah. Uh, and maybe this is the moment where um, people come to his aid. He gets better mentorship in his life. Yeah, I hope so, too. Hey, look, when we come back, we'll have more Pop Culture Report with Melanie Ricks. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. The Tory Lowe Show returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of the Tory Lowe Show is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, what's poppin'? It's time to tap into Melanie Ricks for the pop culture report on the Tory Lowe Show on the new 1017 The Truth. 1017 The Truth, Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show. Joined in the studio by MKE in the Morning Show host, Melanie Ricks for the yeah. Pop Culture Report. Some interesting things that are happening right now. Um, I want to give my prayers uh, to the the two people who, who died after a crowd stampede that happened on Sunday. Um, it was at a Glorilla and uh, Finesse Two Times concert in Rochester, New York. So audience members rushed for... The exits because of unfounded fears of gunfire, right. according to authorities. And um, there was no evidence of a shooting. And right. yesterday they had mentioned that one person had had died. Um, but then a second person died after the stampede. the stampede. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I find it so troubling, by the way, that we're living in a time when when gunfire and gunshots and all that stuff and even just like cries for alarm leads to something like this. Right. And Glorilla, you know, she she gave a statement just saying how devastated that she was about it. She spoke out today. She said, I am devastated and heartbroken over the tragic deaths that happened after Sunday's show. My fans mean the world to me, praying for their families and for a speedy recovery of everyone affected. I can only imagine. I mean, especially we're still living through what happened with the Astro World tragedy. Right. And obviously these are not new ideas. Stampedes and, and crowd rushes have been happening really since concerts have been a thing. But it it's just so sad that two more people had to lose in in over what you know I, and I don't know because they said a it was fear. unfounded. They over said a it was fear. a fear of but but listen to the to the musical content you know and the atmosphere you know this is a Glorilla's uh, a gangster uh, female rapper and you know finesse two times you know it's cool when they do it it's a problem when I do it you know these these are so. When something sounds loud like a gunshot, it's very real in that space that somebody could be in there doing some gangster stuff. You know what I mean? So, I mean, whether the fear was real or not, um, something happened. I would love to, I hope that I can see some type of cell phone video 
of before the stampede, you know, to see what the noise was, what the maybe sometimes the it de- must have been word of mouth. Sometimes I the can't DJ, sometimes the DJ does something, you know, makes a sound effect, yeah, where the and- shot come out, or maybe somebody in the crowd was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna kill somebody, and then that the pushing and shoving happened. And I was gonna say because con- I'm trying to imagine. In what instance at a concert, unless there actually is, because they said it's unfounded, like there were no gunshots. Right. So I'm like, was it word of mouth? Like what made it was people panic. think? Somebody panicked. But the music's so loud, unless you actually heard it, what would make you think that Well, when you see happening? a bunch of people reacting, reaction totally, yeah. can send That's a true. whole shockwave in itself. That's true. You know, I was I remember I was at a large event and people started moving around and I just assumed that something bad was happening. Right. You know, so it didn't take much for the for the commotion to spread through the crowd. Right, right. Um, but yeah, prayers to them. I just I feel so I just can only imagine and I and I feel really sad too for go for Glow Rilla because right. I mean if I were in her shoes, I would feel responsible because it's it's your show. And obviously it's not like she herself had anything to do with it, but the fact that they were there to see you right. and that happens. I mean, I would just feel sick about that. So prayers to them and and my question about that topic then, Tori. Do is that something where we need to be mindful as consumers, and then they need to be mindful as the artists of you know the subject matter in which they you know that they are rapping about, singing about, and what they bring to their concerts. Because it's one thing to create art with it; it's another thing to make a whole live show out of it. And people in that mentality, you feel me? Right, and, and that you know that bang bang shoot them up. I and mean, people are arriving with that mindset, right? And that's you know? what I'm saying. So in in that like if you was at a country you know, show and somebody get to talking to the bang, bang, shoot them up. They're going to be laughing because that Gross. come on now. It ain't going to be no reaction like that. But when you had a hip hop show nowadays and they, you know, where you got aggressive music, right. You know what I mean? And it's very real reality that somebody could have got in there with a gun. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I hate to hear yet another tragic story like that, you mm-hmm. know, happening. Um, I if, I, if I'm at a Glorilla concert and I see a bunch of people shuffling and moving around, I'm, I'm moving. I'm trying to get out the way because I don't know. I don't have to know what's happening to see a wave of people reacting a certain way. And I tell you, like, I've seen it happen before. Right. Yeah. And and it probably was nothing. Right. But. No, I hear you, you. ain't taking no chances. No, never that. Right. Um, one other thing I want to call out. uh Taj Jackson, actually, uh, Michael Jackson's nephew, he called out Chris Rock for what he called decades of harassment toward his family after he compared uh, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly in his new comedy special. So Chris Rock's Netflix comedy special has been making waves for many reasons. Uh, But Taj Jackson, he wrote, Chris Rock has used my family as punching bags for his entire career. Yet I'm supposed to feel bad for him for getting slapped and humiliated at the Oscars. After seeing a new clip of him attacking my dead uncle in the first few minutes of his uh, retaliation, I'm still relevant special. I have three things to say. What did my family ever do to you to warrant these decades of harassment and your constant bullying disguised as jokes just because you were bullied early on and life doesn't give you the excuse to bully others? Thank you, Will Smith. Mm. How do you feel about that? And I know we got to go in a few seconds uh, here. but I believe that they was uh, kind of felt some type of gratification when he got slapped. Due to his jokes about Michael Jackson. Ooh. And a lot of people feel gratification when things uh, happen to other people that kind of cause them some type of stress. Right. 
So, well, it's safe to say that nothing's off limits when it comes to comedy. Right. You know, so. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have for all you. Right, thank you for that pop culture report, Melanie thanks, Ricks. Thanks for having me. When we come back, we'll have more discussion, Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe.